Hello, fellow griever. This is the Leftover Pieces Suicide Loss Conversations podcast, and I am Melissa, your host. This week, you have found yourself with me for one of my shorter, solo, down-the-rabbit-hole episodes. Here, I take you with me on a journey of sorts, through thoughts in my own griefy mind. Some days, I may tackle topics as if I am in Alice's shoes, slaying the Jabberwocky, and on others, I may end up in my own pool of tears, or I may just go a bit sideways and paint the proverbial roses red, but I always promise an adventure. So let's dive down the rabbit hole and see just what sorts of madness we might discover together. I am glad you have joined me, because while I do know how lonely this grief is, I also believe we needn't be alone. Welcome. Hello, fellow griever. It is 2023, and today, down the rabbit hole, with my first podcast back since probably one of the longer kind of breaks I've taken um, in the two years of doing this podcast, I wanted to put a rabbit hole episode out first so I could talk a little bit about the New Year grief blues and how maybe everyone doesn't feel quite like they've rebounded yet from the holidays and possibly um, end with a few other updates today. Um, But let's start by talking about these New Year grief blues. And what I want to address is the fact that I have heard from a lot of suicide loss grievers this last week on how they are surprised, like possibly you are, that getting past the holidays hasn't brought the relief yet um, that they expected uh, might come after getting through the holidays. Because let's face it, that's an entire month, you guys. That's not just like one day. It's not an anniversary or a birthday or something like that. It's an entire month between Thanksgiving and And really, you know, we start leading up to Thanksgiving, you know, the weeks, the week or two before. So really, you've been in this heightened state of anxiety, like most of the world around the holidays, but then you add on top of it, the suicide loss that we are living with. And the holiday time, whether you celebrate it, choose to divert your mind from it, there's no way of escaping the fact that it's just extra stressful. And so a lot of grievers think that if we can just get through the holidays, I'll be able to breathe again. And I say breathe again, but breathe again in this normal that we still wish we weren't in. But you know, come come down from that stress that we feel and go, thank goodness, it's behind us. And yet many people find themselves feeling almost more tired um, more melty. I'm going to use a word that was um, is a word that a friend of mine uses a lot to refer to 
a period after we've done something big, and it could be something big that's good as well as bad. So what I'm going to tell you is that the why of this is twofold for us. So there's the why that everybody is a little bit more out of sorts and tired and worn out after the holidays because it's just exhausting and we kind of allow ourselves to let down. And when we do that, our emotions become more raw. But with a griever, we also have on top of it, the fact that we have this grief. And in many cases with suicide loss, this trauma that we are also carrying. And so it can be extremely exhausting once we get past something big. And why do I say this one? Because I want you to understand if you're listening to this, that that's perfectly normal. So if you are feeling like you're more prone to cry or quicker to be angry or short with someone, and you're thinking, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, you know, we made it through the holidays, the holidays are past. Why am I still so fill in the blank? Right? Well, why am I still so tired? Why am I extra emotional right now? And I'll tell you that for grievers, we also feel extra emotional at just writing that date, writing 2023, because it's one year farther away from our person. And I know that when I went from writing 2016, which, you know, was the worst year of my life, it was the year that Alex died on August 7th. And so when I had to start writing 2017, to even to talk about it now almost makes me cry. It was hard because it felt like I was leaving him behind in 2016. And I wasn't. Um, but because he he's with me all the time, and I brought him with me. And that's the encouragement I want to give you is that I want you to acknowledge that it's hard. And I'm going to give you some helpful tips to maybe navigate this next week or two, because it doesn't take for some people, they they bounce back a little bit quicker than others. But I'm going to tell you to give yourself several weeks into this first year, and take a little extra care of yourself. Because that's what it takes, it takes that extra care. So first thing you have to do is acknowledge that it's happening, and that it's okay, and that it is normal. And then you have to do something to try to mitigate it the best you can. And just acknowledging it will help a lot. Being able, for me, now that I'm six and a half years in, I have tools, a lot of tools, but I also have a a rhetoric, a dialogue that I have with my my husband, who's my biggest supporter. And if, if you're not aware, he's not um, Alex's father. Um, so I have a unique situation where he is there mostly to support me. He loved Alex. He knew him for several years, but he did not raise him. He was not his child. So his, his grief is, is vastly different than mine. And I have the, the really good fortune of his support being not tied to his own parent grief, if, if you will. And so I have a dialogue with him where when I go into these times, I now know they're going to come and I plan accordingly. We talk about how 
um, I'm going to make meals easier, meaning we do a lot of our meals together. He actually cooks a lot, but we make a plan because I know that during this first few weeks of the year, I'm going to be drained from the emotional, um, the emotionalness of the holidays. And so we just talk about it. And as those times come up that I find myself feeling frustrated or a little more foggy, I am able to vocalize it to him. And we have things in place that then allow me to step back and take the few moments or whatever it takes to kind of pull myself back and center a little bit. So now's the time to pull some of those self-care tools out of your bag that either you may have picked up along the way if you're several years into your grief, or if you're just learning to navigate this, now's the time to maybe find a few of those tools to add to your toolbox. The, the number one thing besides acknowledging that it exists and that it's normal and that it's okay is to give yourself plenty of time to rest. And that's that even goes back to what I was telling you about the reason I plan for us to either have easier meals or things like that, because I know that when I'm done with work for the day, when I'm in one of these periods of being more melty, that I'm going to want to just probably relax in the evening, I'm going to need to decompress things that I do, I will take a hot bath in the evening, um, usually with a candle, sometimes with no light at all, because it helps me to be you know, in a very dimly lit environment when I'm trying to decompress. I do have lavender um, bath salts that I use to to ignite that part of my brain and to help it calm down. Um, I don't usually read in the tub, but I do listen to audiobooks, podcasts. I take extra time to shuffle through my Oracle cards and find um, divination messages that help me center. During times like this, I often pull a card a day and set it on my desk in front of me as a reminder of and, and I choose a deck appropriately for these melty times one that I know is going to give me powerful encouraging messages. Now's not the time to be on, you know, pulling a daily card from a shadow work deck or things like that. Because this is a time to remind myself that I need to decompress and take care of myself. And when I go back to meal planning, because that is a big thing for a lot of people is not wanting to come home at the end of the day and make this big meal and then clean it up. Um, we have just the two of us in this house, um, because my children are all grown and aren't with us. So it's a little bit easier and my husband does cook. But at times like this, one of the things I tried this last year, when we were in a very trying time, um, when my husband was diagnosed with cancer, and we were going through some really, um, you know, he had surgery and had to have some time off work, so he couldn't help cook, and I was carrying a lot more of the load. What was the first time I had done this? And I will go back to it over and over again. Now, I often will go to now ordering uh, meals from these meal companies that are out and the two that I recommend, it doesn't mean they're the only two that are out there. But I did try three or four of them during his surgery period, because I wanted to be able to recommend and I strongly recommend factor. I was looking for meal meals that came as single portion single people so we could order two. there um, are ones out there that are all the ingredients are there but you have to do some prep. Factor actually has 
the meal already in the box and then you put it in the microwave. Um, as a former executive chef, Factor gets my stamp of approval. It's not the same as cooking your own gourmet food by any sense of the imagination, but it's really good for what it is. And it's pretty healthy and it seems very fresh. And so I actually um, am getting ready to go into a really busy period the next few months with some things that I have going on in the leftover pieces community. And that's already happened. I've already gone in and filled my cart with some factor meals and I'm trying a new one called top chef meals that I have a lot of hope, high hope for. And it's the same type of a meal service, but I'm just hoping it will give me a little bit of variety. And I'm going to order those um, weekly for at least a month or two for just three or four nights of the week. I'm not going to order and order them for every day, but they're not a commitment other than the week before you have to remember to either cancel or add to your box or they'll ship you an auto shipment if you don't cancel it, but it's not a commitment. You can cancel any time. You can skip weeks. You can do all of those things. And I just went down a rabbit hole inside of a rabbit hole, y'all. I'm really sorry. So getting back to after the holidays, yes, planning meals, making them easier and things is obviously a thing. Finding more quiet time is really important to me and um, employing more self-care techniques that might mean spending, you know, some more time um, doing things that I wouldn't normally do that are caring for myself, whether that's a walk, whether that's time in the garden. Um, I live in Florida, so we can garden this time of year. I also get a lot of peace from just caring for my plants. Sometimes that means treating myself and buying a new one during a period like this so that I have that little spark of joy as well. Um, so I just encourage you to take the time and breathe and give yourself carve out extra time and, you know, maybe journal if you're a journaler, I highly encourage that that will also help you sort through some of the feelings. And so now I'm going to just really briefly give a couple of updates about the podcast starting next week from when this one comes out on um, the 8th of January, starting the following week. So the 15th um, will be the first conversation released for the year. And then the next week, the next rabbit hole episode so that would be, I can't, I, I can't, y'all, I think it's the 22nd, whatever two, two Sundays from the eighth is, um, will be the first rabbit hole episode where I answer questions from you all. And so this is my first official call to do exactly that answer, ask me a question for the podcast and, I will answer it and I'll do a question and answer once a month on the down the rabbit hole episodes where I directly answer these questions from you. And there's a place on my website where you can go to post these questions and I, it'll be in the drop down under the podcast. So you just go to the top tab on my website, theleftoverpieces.com, and click on podcasts. And in the drop down, it will say, 
ask a question for the podcast. Or it might say rabbit hole question for the podcast, something like that. And that's where you'll click and you'll be able to enter your question. And I will read um, first names. If you choose to, um, I can just say anonymous and you can put that in the body of your question. Just type the word and, you know, prefer anonymous. I will never read a last name, even if you would put it. And I will probably read which, you know, country you're from. And I would, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to ask, answer questions. You can really ask me anything you want, whether it's about grief um, in general, whether it's about anything that I've talked about in my podcast, whether it's about, um, well, really anything. I mean, I, I'm kind of an open book. So um, I'm, I mean, obviously, we want to stay in the grief and suicide loss space. Um, but you can even ask me about my own journey, if that's something you have a question about. And I am a certified master grief coach, I, I am educated in trauma informed energy healing. I am studying to be a funeral efficient. So besides being a mom, who's lost my child to suicide. Those are some other things that I bring to the table. Many of you probably know I'm a former executive chef. Um, yeah, just let's see where this goes. And I look forward to answering some of the grief questions um, and suicide loss questions that you would like to possibly hear my answer or opinion on, which at the end of the day, that's what that's what I do here is just give my side of things and my opinion. So I will um, look forward to those questions being submitted. There's some new things on my website if you haven't been there in a while that you can check out and um, lots of lots of other new things coming as far as some downloadables for meditations and oil, oil, essential oils and different things like that, that you can download, hopefully to help in your healing journey that will be coming over this next month, as well as the hope part of my guide series and journal will be released within the next two months. So just lots of things coming down the pike. Um, I want to end today by reading a poem from best-selling author Donna Ashworth. I have a book of hers because I love her poetry. And um, this has this just seems appropriate as a way to end this episode today. As we um, look at trying to take better care of ourselves in this first few weeks of the year. It's called Keep It Simple. Keep it simple, your life. You can only do so much, and the simple things are there to fuel your heart. When the waves of overwhelm start to crash against your wall, keep it simple. You can only do so much. It's the simple every day that will help you on your way. Look around, take in the moment, be at ease. When the winds of worry roar against the castle you have built, Take a rest. Feel your heartbeat. Be at peace. Keep it simple, your life. You can only do so much. And the little things are there to bring you joy. When the hounds of dark and dread begin to howl 
inside your mind. Keep it simple. You can only do so much. Take good care, and we'll talk soon. So we'll conclude here for today. But I just wanted to say a few things before you go. If you're new to the podcast and have not listened to the very first episode called Intro Episode Start Here, all the way back at the beginning of Season 1, I would encourage you to do so so that you know what to expect from the leftover pieces because I do have several different styles of episodes that I record and we do release weekly almost all of the time. So I hope that you will come back often to join us in this community of suicide loss survivors. If you have not already, also, I would encourage you to check out the leftoverpieces.com where you can find and have access to all of the things that I currently offer. Some of those things are online Zoom support groups, links to my books, educational opportunities that I'm adding all the time, as well as different downloadables, and resources for all suicide loss survivors. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, or you'd just like to connect with me for any other reason, you can do it through the website as well. So until next time, I just want to remind you that I know how lonely this grief is, but you don't have to be alone. Talk soon.